is made, we're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Amen. Good to have you here with us on this evening. I, we do apologize for the uh, delay in, in us getting started this evening. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, technology does what technology does. But nonetheless, uh, we are here and we are together uh, once again. And we thank God. We thank God for his many, many blessings. Good to see each of you on this evening. Why don't we see who we have with us this evening? Dorothy Jones is with us. God bless you, Sister Jones. Sister Ruth Dale, God bless you, Sister Dale. Good to see you. Faye Foster is in the house. Bless you all. Deidre is here, 2003. Hey, Deidre, God bless you. Peggy Howard, good evening, Sister Howard, to you. Brother David Stevenson up in Indianola, Mississippi. Good to see you, Brother Stevenson. Nancy Roselle, good, good faithful usher, Roselle. Amen. Good to see you, Sister Roselle. Alta Hill is with us this evening. Hey, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Hill. Pat Hobson is with us as well. Good to see each of you. Amen. I pray Mother Sexton is with us. I pray that your day is going well on this first day. This is the first day of our 28 days of prayer and fasting. And I pray that this first day of 28 days uh, has been a good day for you, that it has been a, a, a good day of beginnings uh, as we venture into our uh, deepening our relationship with our God uh, as we venture into uh, this this season uh, that we're calling restoration, this season where we're asking God to restore unto us um, that which we need, uh, that we would be strengthened for the journey ahead. And so I pray uh, that you've had a first, a first good day of these 28 days. Listen, 27 more to go. Amen. 27 more to go. And 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 we will we will experience, I believe, uh, a great move of God during this time. So I pray, I pray that you're off to a good start. Listen, while we're while we're getting together, while we're getting together, uh, I do want to remind you that with our 28 days, uh, we we're inviting each of you to join us each and every morning. Start your start your morning off. Uh, in prayer with us. Uh, we have the 6 a.m. Uh, prayer call conference line, and so we want you to uh, call in and be a part of that prayer. Uh, it's being led by different individuals each and every day uh, who will take us to the throne, uh, the throne of grace. And we want, th this is 28 days of prayer and fasting. So as you fast, we want to be praying together. We want to be believing God together for all that uh, he's going to do during this these 28 days. So start with prayer with us at 6 a.m. Call into uh, the conference call line. And if you will, uh, I know somebody will get that that number uh, posted for those who, who may be new to us and you need that 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 number. Uh, if you would post that number for us. Um, and then also remember that we have the devotional, our 28 day devotional, uh, which is online. You should have for those of you who are connected uh, through our text messaging system, uh, you should have gotten the text message earlier uh, today, early this morning, if not last night. Uh, hopefully you've gotten it by now. Uh, we want you to follow along with us each and every day. Uh, the, the first portion of, of the 28 days, we're splitting it up uh, week by week. And so you should have gotten week one uh, of the devotional. Uh, the devotional is entitled Restored. Um, and so you should have week one of that devotional, 
But then if you go online, if you go to our website, uh, kchapel.org, um, you will see also the information there uh, that gives you the, the, the uh, devotional as well as uh, the fasting guide and the foods uh, that are allowed during the fasting uh, for the fasting guide. Now, again, uh, it is it is our has been our practice that we leave fasting open to each and every individual. That it's something that you, um, along with God, uh, that you and your and your physician, uh, we pray that you keep your physician involved if you've uh, got medical conditions and medicines that uh, need to be considered. Uh, make sure that your physician has been consulted. Uh, but there are many different ways that you can participate with us in uh, our 28 days of fasting. Uh, there are acts of self-denial, whether that's um, social media or 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 sweets or soda, uh, uh, pops and candy and all those kinds of things that sort of draw at us. Um, uh, it, it's intended for us to, to, to participate uh, in denying our flesh of those things that drive us, tend to be in the driver's seat. Uh, we want to deny our flesh and make sure that our spirits uh, are, are actually in the driver's seat, that we are uh, being led by the Spirit of God. So we invite you again, uh, start your day off with the uh, early morning prayer conference call at 6 a.m. each and every morning. And then read your devotional. Devotions are, are at kchapel.org. Um, and, um, and, and, and let's let's go through this together. Now, one other thing that I want to do, maybe a challenge uh, that, that we want to start. Um, uh, there are, now listen, uh, I know we got some chefs out there and some people who are, who are, you know, it's no big thing, no big thing for you to whip up a a meal of, of vegetables only. Uh, some of us, though, struggle with that. So I, I thought it might be a good idea if uh, during this process we share with each other uh, kind of what we're eating. We share with each other the, the, the meals that are being prepared um, that, that correspond with um, the, uh, the, the Daniel fast. And so here's a picture tonight. Here's a picture of, of, of my meal. Uh, this is... Uh, squash and, and onions uh, prepared with, with olive oil, all right? So we, we're strictly just just vegetables, uh, squash, onions, and, and, and olive oil. And I must say, uh, yeah, it, it kind of came through tonight, kind of came through tonight. Um, so listen, go to, uh, go to Facebook on, on the uh, K Chapel uh, Facebook page, and there should be a post there at some point this evening. And we want you to share your meal with us. How are you eating? What are you eating? Uh, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, uh, what what kind of what kind of foods and meals are you preparing during these twenty eight days? Let's encourage one another. Let's share with one another. Let's build off of one another uh, during these twenty eight days. Amen. Amen. God bless you. All right. Listen. Hopefully, you've already shared this. I know you know to do that. So. Um, uh, why don't we uh, say our prayer and we will get into our lesson for tonight. Father, uh, we thank you, O oh God, that you are the awesome and able God, that you are uh, every good and perfect thing comes from you, O oh Lord. And we bless you uh, for this day and for this time together, for uh, this moment that we share in the study of your word. Uh, we thank you that your word is true 
that your word is powerful, that your word is living, and that it is a word that we can stand on. God, we pray now that as we go into this study, that you would open our eyes, open our ears, open our understanding, that we might receive of thee, O God, and having received of thee, that we might live and produce fruit in our lives uh, that bespeak uh, of who you are and all that you do for us. We ask it in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, who is our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ. We do pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. So listen, our theme for 28 days is simple, restored, restored. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we have, I don't have to tell you um, these last three years, folks have been, have been, uh, <laughs> yeah, two and a half, three years. It's been, it's been a journey, y'all. It's been a journey. Um, and so I believe that, 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 that we're in a place, we're in a space and I pray, uh, that this would be a season where God, uh, through this, through his Holy spirit, uh, would, would simply and powerfully restore us. Um, there, there are, there are so many ways and so many things that I think, uh, not just this pandemic, but the, 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 results of the pandemic, the social distancing, the isolation. Um, there's so many things that, that, that it took from us, that it, um, it made life so different in so many ways. And while, while there are many things that, that the pandemic may have have ushered us from, that we can see uh, from it uh, a sense of growth and development and progress and advancement. And, you know, I've said over and over again there, you know, we should use this as an opportunity not to go back, but to move forward, uh, particularly as it relates to uh, church life, uh, as it relates to mission and ministry, that we should uh, we should we should lean into forward progress um, and not try to um, get things back the way they were, right? But I do believe that there is a ministry of restoration that God desires to do for things that were lost that we in fact need things that, that were taken that, in fact, um, need to be replenished. Um, and maybe it wasn't the pandemic. Maybe it was just life itself. Uh, maybe it's just um, where you are that um, life has, has stripped you of some things. Life has... Um, been emotionally uh, taxing. Um, situations have have taken their their toll on us uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. 
um, and many other ways. And so my prayer really is that that the Spirit of God would, would begin the process of restoration, um, restoration of hope, restoration of joy. So many of us have, have lost um, that spark. Um, it's hard for some of us to even smile the way we used to smile. Um, um, I've counseled with a number of individuals who, who, have, who, who have been very transparent and honest about um, just, just how painful being isolated um, was and, and feeling somehow that, uh, that the person who we once was is no longer there. Um, and that's, 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 that's hard to hear. Um, that's, that can be very painful. Um, and so, and so my prayer, my prayer for you who, who are, who have been in that space, who have been in that place, um, is simple that, that, that God would, by his spirit, restore unto you that which you absolutely need, not giving you back what you what what you should be delivered from, right? Not giving you back the stuff that was just your own personal preferences or creature comforts or things of that nature, but but restoring unto you um, the the essence of of who you are. Um, restoring unto you the the things that are are critical uh, for 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 life, for good relationships, for uh, for family. Uh, for stability. Um, my prayer is that God uh, God would restore. So tonight's topic um, is intended to help you make this 28-day uh, devotional of restored to to make it very personal, to personalize uh, what it means to be restored. And so rather than talking very generally about restored, uh, I want you to put yourself in that space and simply ask God, God, restore me, restore me, restore me. Let, let's start let's start right there by being honest being clear-minded being truthful and transparent about where you need personal restoration what areas in your life have you been running on empty where are the spaces where you know you're at absolutely critical levels and you need for god to pour 
into you. You need for God to pour into you in such a way that you're not running and just trying to make it each and every day. No, God, restore me. Restore me. Yeah. So there are a few passages of scripture that I want to lift up to you tonight that may speak to you, that may speak to some of the areas where you need personal restoration. Um, may not, but uh, we have several weeks ahead of this. So hopefully in our time together, we'll get to those things where um, where you identify and recognize yourself and where you need God to pour into you and restore you. Tonight, there are a few I want to lift up tonight. Um, the first one is restored focus. Restored focus. Um, passage of scripture in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, and it's verse 10. It's verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. And it says this, it says, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. After you have suffered a while, this God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, he will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. When Peter is writing uh, this 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 letter, it is this this is to, and if you look at the beginning of this this uh, chapter, I, the heading I think in in uh, the the new king the new King James and the King James version, I think it says something like to the elders, um, and 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 to the flock, right? And that uh, to the elders and to the flock and. And yeah, and the flock, there it is, to the elders in the flock. And um, and so this is Peter saying, this is Peter um, as, as a, as it says it right there, a fellow elder, right? This is, this is a fellow preacher talking to other preachers, ministers, right? He's saying, to them, to us. Um, and all of this passage is, is really about um, recognizing uh, what our calling is. Verse two says, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Peter is, is encouraging those who have been called uh, to ministry, right? And as a fellow minister, he's, he's encouraging, he's instructing, um, he's reminding us of our calling. And, and while, while I may not be talking to a whole lot of preachers tonight who are listening to me, we are fellow believers, right? And so as fellow believers, as, as fellow 
um, um, disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, sometimes it takes um, your brother and your sister who knows what it means to be in that space to come alongside of you and encourage you. And that's what Peter is doing here. He's encouraging his fellow co-laborers of the gospel. He says to them, listen, feed the flock. Um, uh, you know, don't, don't do it for the wrong reason. Make sure you have the right motive in mind. And, and when we get to this passage down in verse 10, verse 10 is really a reminder of the toll that ministry can take. <laughs> yeah. Verse 10, look at what he says, and the God of all grace. Listen, Peter says, listen, I know what you're dealing with. I know what the struggle is. I, I know what, what, you, what, what, what ministry and, and managing people and loving people and feeding people and, and all of that is. I know what that's like. He says, and the God of all grace. He says, because if you're going to get through this, you're going to have to have grace. If you're going to make it through this, you're going to have to have God's grace, right? And he says, watch this. This God of all grace, after you've suffered a while, now stay right there. Stay right there. He, here is a fellow minister saying to his, saying to his fellow ministers, you're not going to get through this without some suffering. You're not going to fulfill this calling without some suffering. You're not, you're not, <laughs> listen, you, you, can, you can see the, the Sunday morning preacher and, and see the celebration that happens on Sunday morning. But, but listen, Sunday morning celebrations don't come without some weekday sufferings. We suffer. We, we suffer being talked about. We suffer being lied on. We suffer being misunderstood. We suffer, we suffer attacks. We suffer, we suffer being attacked by the enemy. We suffer, right? And not just preachers and pastors, all believers suffer, right? And we need the God of all grace to keep us. And, he, and what Peter says is, after you've suffered a while, that this God of all grace will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. What Peter is saying is, listen, the suffering, if you aren't careful, will cause you to lose your focus. If you aren't careful, you will start focusing on how much you're suffering and forget the God of all grace. I know it gets hard. I know people get on your nerves. I know that that thing that you dealt with took something out of you. You suffered. You have suffered. Some of you have suffered loss. You've suffered through divorce. You've suffered death. You've, su you've suffered in any number of ways, right? Just as believers, we suffer. But what Peter says is, don't let your suffering cause you to lose your focus. 
He says, I pray that the God of all grace, after you've suffered a while, that he will restore unto you, my God, that this God will restore you and he will make you firm and steadfast. That steadfast, that word means that you will get in the space and in the place where you will, you will not let the suffering keep causing you to lose focus of your mission and your ministry and who God and what God has called you to do, called you to do. Can, can we see that verse one more time, verse 10? The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered, watch this, a little while. I like that. Peter says, listen, listen, don't get confused because if you compare, if you compare how long you've suffered to how long you've not suffered, it's just a little while. The songwriter said, my, my good days, come on somebody, my good days outweigh my bad days. I've suffered but, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just been a little while. It's just been a little while. But I will acknowledge that if it's the right suffering, the right kind of suffering will cause you, if you're not careful, to lose your focus. So here's the prayer that Peter prays, that, and, or rather the instruction that Peter gives reminding us that this God of all grace will restore you after you've suffered a little while. He will restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. That is my prayer for you. That you have not, and if you have, if you have lost your focus, your focus for what your ministry is, the focus of what your mission is, the focus of who God called you to be, what God called you to do. If the suffering has caused you to lose your focus, my prayer for you is that these 28 days, your focus would be restored. Focus on who God is. Focus on the fact that the Lord has never left you nor forsaken you. Focus on your relationship with God. Focus on what God called you to do, not not, not, not all of the distractions that have taken you away from that. I know it's been hard. I know it's been tough. I know you've suffered a little while. My prayer for you is that you and your focus would be restored. Restore my focus. I've been looking at the wrong things. Restore my focus. I've been consumed by the wrong thoughts. Restore my focus. I've been led by, by the, the wrong ideas. Restore my focus. I've been looking at and, and have become motivated by the wrong stuff. Restore my focus. There have been, there have been things, there have been people. Lord, the way you bless somebody else has been has been has been the thing that I've been, that's been consuming me. Lord, restore my focus. So I'm not looking at this, that, and the other, but my eyes 
are on you, O God. Restore my focus. Amen. All right. That's number one. So my prayer for you is that over these 28 days, you would have restored focus, that you're not overly consumed by your suffering, but that you are focusing on the sovereign God. God is still sovereign even in your suffering. God is still good even in your time of despair, your time of grief. Don't focus so much on what it is that is hurting you, but have your focus restored on who it is that's helping you. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Next thing, next thing. Restore me, restore me, restore me. Someone needs for God to be very practical and restore my finances. Restore my finances. And this is that passage that actually the 28 days, uh, the devotional uh, that, that, that you have uh, really uh, introduces uh, this, this, this theme of restoration through this scripture of Joel, Joel chapter two, uh, beginning with verse number 25, Joel two and 25. And here's what it says. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts, the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. Uh, you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you never again will my people be shamed. This passage of scripture is God saying to his people, I know what you've been through. That's, 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 that's what God is saying. I know what you have endured. And I know what has been taken from you, what the locust took. And be very clear, this is very, this is a very literal, this is not, uh, this is not God uh, talking in, in metaphorical language. Uh, there was a literal uh, <laughs> uh, swarm, you might say, of, of that which uh, his children planted was being taken from them literally for four years. Um, and so uh, when you are in uh, an agricultural society, um, if your crop uh, does not grow, that's not just, that's not a, listen, that's not a garden in the backyard where you just go and get dinner. No, this this was this was an agricultural economy, and so when the crop doesn't 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 produce, that's that's not just food; that's finances. So th this was not just uh, 
they they didn't have uh you know a garden to get fresh foods no this was they didn't have a crop uh to give them finances and and I don't know um some people have have done okay uh some people didn't didn't feel uh the pinch of the pandemic very much at all uh, but there's some who suffered quite a bit there's some who who had to make some real lifestyle adjustments there's some who had to to count their pennies in a way that they they didn't have to before um and if if that was not you, uh, then consider yourself among the blessed. Uh, and you ought to thank God right now uh, for what for what the Lord provided, how the Lord kept you, how the Lord um, uh, opened windows of heaven and poured you out blessings. Uh, you ought to thank God if if you were not in that number. Um, but some of us were. And here is the good news of this text and the good news uh, of this season. God restores. That is this promise. He says, for the years, the years that the locust took from you, and I don't know. I don't know what was taken from you. We're talking financial right now, but but you could really you could really make that a lot of different things. Over the years, what has been taken, the toll that 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 isolation took from you, the toll um, that 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 not being able to come to the church. Uh, the way that you want it to, when you want it to, how you want it to, the toll that that has taken. Here's the good news, y'all. God restores. God restores. And he says in verse 26, you will have plenty. And he says, and my people will not be shamed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so if, if the last few years have been tough financially, if the last few years have, have found you, um, you know, having to, uh, what do they say? Rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> right. I mean, the economy, uh, they, what do they say when the economy um, has a cold uh, for a lot of black folk? That means it's, it, it, we, we have the flu. Yeah. We feel it differently, in other words, uh, than some other communities. The impact for our communities is, is much more severe, much more harsh. But that's the good news tonight, y'all. And we serve a God who, first of all, first of all, 
knows what's been taken. He knows what's been taken. He knows the years that the locusts took. He knows, he knows how your, your, your bank account was affected, how your savings were impacted, how your 401k was negative, negatively or adversely affected. He, he knows all of that. He knows what the downturn of the economy did to you. He knows, he knows what, what being laid off did. He knows, he knows what, what the water crisis did for your business when you couldn't open because of the, the water. He knows, he knows all of that. And what the locusts took, God says, listen, <laughs> I'm Lord over locusts. Locusts can't take anything that the Lord can't give back. He's King of Kings, Lord of Lords. There's nothing that the enemy can take from you that God can't give back. All right. So restored finances, restored finances. I'm praying that, that if, if you were in that number, if you, if you, if the last few years have been tough for you financially, you've had to do life differently. You've had to make adjustments and, and sacrifices and, and all of that. My prayer for you is that God would restore unto you what the locust took. Amen. Somebody, somebody ought to testify. God restores tonight. I got two more things, two more things that I want to share with you. I'm going to close. And these next two, um, the first two have to do with what, what God uh, solely is doing in us and for us. These next two, these next two have to deal with our participation in restoration. First two are what, what that's what God has to do and, and bring into us. These next two are what we have to be willing to participate in. And so I want to talk thoroughly tonight about restored fellowship. Restored fellowship. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning with verse 9. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 9. Uh, Paul writes, We're glad whenever we're weak, but you're strong. And our prayer that you may be fully restored. This is why I write these things when I'm absent, that when I come, I may not have to be harsh in my use of authority, the authority the Lord gave me for building you up, not for tearing you down. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Here it is. Strive for full restoration Encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, 
and the God of love and peace will be with you. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Here is, here is, here is where it gets interesting, y'all. Because these 28 days of restoration are not just about what God pours into us, but it should also be about what we pour into one another. And what, what Paul writes here, uh, when, he, when he talks about uh, not using his authority, li listen, you remember the church at Corinth was a pretty um, rambunctious group, <laughs> right? They, they, they needed somebody to, to kind of, you know, keep them in line and, and, and uh, make sure uh, they understood what, what was of God and what's not of God. Um, what, 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 what makes God smile and what makes God frown, right? They needed Paul uh, to be very clear uh, and to speak in very, sometimes very, very uh, terse terms uh, because there was a lot going on in Corinth. Uh, what Paul says here is, listen, um, one of the things that you as Christian disciples need to make sure you're doing is being of one mind. Says, listen, because uh, all of this, what God pours into you means nothing if you're not uh, at one accord with your brother and your sister. What, what, what good is it for God to restore you and for you to be at odds with each other? If, if God is pouring into you this God of all grace, see, he, here's the thing, and I've said it before, we love grace as long as God's given it to us. But when it's our turn to give it to somebody else, we get stingy with grace. We, we, we want grace, but it's hard for us to extend grace. We want God to forgive us, but Lord have mercy. It's hard for us to forgive one another. And what Paul is driving at here is, is that as disciples, as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we must be restored and in full restoration with each other each other. You are my brother. You are my sister. I cannot and must not hold grudge, grudges and ought and the trespasses against you. Doesn't work. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't be walking around talking about, oh, how I love Jesus. And my heart is not right with my brother, with my sister. Can't do it. That's not of God. 
And that is not what restoration should do. Restoration, if God restores you, you should be in the business of being restored with one another. So Lord, restore, yes, my focus, restore my finances, but then God help me to restore my fellowship with my brother and my sister. Help me not to be so caught up in my own stuff that I can't see my brother and my sister's perspective. Help me not be so blinded by my own hurt that I can't see where I hurt my brother and my sister. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight. Y'all real quiet. Y'all real quiet tonight. As you restore me, God, let me be about the business of restoring my relationship, my fellowship, people who I've written off just because they wronged me and I wouldn't even give them another chance. I wouldn't even forgive them. All right, no. He says, be of one mind. God forgave you and he keeps on forgiving you and he hadn't stopped forgiving you. 70 times seven I heard somewhere. And if you hadn't reached 70 times seven, you, you, got, you got a whole lot more forgiving to do. A whole lot more. Yeah. So, so, so let this, let this devotional of 28 days of restoration, not just be between you and God, but let it also be between you and your fellow man, you and your sister, you and your spouse, you and your children, you and your friends. Yeah, yeah. Last one and I'm done for tonight. Last one and I'm done for tonight. Restored focus, restored finances, restored fellowship. Then this last one, uh, restored faith. Restored faith. Galatians 6 and verse 1. Galatians 6 and verse 1. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, and again, this I told you these last two are about us, right? If someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Paul is saying very clearly here, listen. Um, we have a responsibility to help people be restored in the faith, in their faith. And, and one of the ways that we help people be restored in their faith is by being faithful, by being faithful in how we treat the broken, in how we touch those who have fallen and failed, how we treat those who need to be encouraged. 
Um, we've seen enough people give up on themselves. And the church needs to be the place where we say to people who have fallen, who have messed up, who have been overtaken, we need to be the first ones to say, God restores. We need to be the first ones to remind people that when they've messed up, that they can come back to God. That when they've been away, they can come back to the church. That's, that's, that's what the message of the prodigal son is about. This, this boy left his father, left his father's house, spent all of his money in riotous living, did everything he was big and bad and bold enough to do. And when he came to himself in the pig pen about to eat what the pigs eat, some of y'all from the country, you know what the pigs eat, <laughs> right? He went back home and the father had open arms, received him again. I need, I need for us, I need for us as the church of Jesus Christ to have a picture of open arms for people who need to come back home. People who need their faith restored. Their faith in God needs to be restored. Their faith in the church needs to be restored. Their faith in themselves need to be restored. And it's the church that is the visible sign and symbol of God's grace. God restores, but we are the vessels. We are the visible sign of what restoration looks like. Ye who are spiritual, restore such a one in humility. Amen. So yes, God restore my focus. Yes, God restore my finances. But as you do each of those, God help me to be in the business about really restoring the fellowship, fellowship of my family. Some of you have been out of fellowship with family with, for too long. People who you should have been and made up with. I said it like that, yes. Family that you should have been, you should have been done with, with, with the silliness, the foolishness, and and just decided we we're gonna get past it. I don't know what it was. Uh, I don't I don't know how we got here, um, and 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 I I just want to start over. I just want to begin again. Can can we make it like it was? I held this too long. I don't even remember why I'm angry anymore. Come on, y'all. Restore the fellowship. And then help to restore somebody's faith. 
somebody's faith in, in God, somebody's faith in the church, somebody's faith even in themselves. Because remember, that's what Peter did. Peter was in a place where he needed to be restored. His faith in God, his faith in himself, his faith even in his brothers, all of that needed to be restored, which is why, which is why God asked him over and over again, Peter, do you love me? Because Peter, you remember, he denied Christ. He said, I don't know the man. I don't, I don't know him like that. Y'all say, I, know, I don't know him. Peter failed and he needed his faith to be restored. He needed the fellowship with his brothers to be restored. And all of us got a little Peter in us. Amen. Listen, I'm out of time. But I thank you for sharing your time with me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm praying for you all. I'm praying for each of you um, that this would be a season of restoration. Uh, my prayer is that uh, these 28 days you would sense God pouring into you uh, that which the locust took from you. Uh, because God, anything that the locust took, uh, the Lord can restore. Amen. All right. So listen, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., we'll be on the uh, the uh, conference call, the prayer conference call, 6 a.m. Um, let's make sure that that uh, number is in the chat. Also, uh, the devotional, uh, if you will check online on Facebook, uh, the K Chapel Facebook page, but also on the K Chapel website, uh, you should have the uh, devotional available, and then share with us because this is about fellowship, y'all. We need to encourage one another. We need to strengthen one another. I want to see some of y'all's meals. I want to see some pictures tonight. Uh, so go on the Facebook page and post some pictures of, of what you all are eating, how you all are eating, so we can encourage each other. Let your brother and sister know that they're not doing it by themselves, uh, but we're in this together. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for what we've experienced, for what we've heard. And God, we pray now that as you restore us, that we would participate in the restoration of our fellowship with each other and in the restoration of the faith of one who has fallen. Go with us now and keep us by the presence and power of your spirit. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Love you. We'll see you Sunday, Lord willing. Go in peace.